Hey, and welcome to episode 23 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. Uh, pull up a chat each week and join me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, as we discuss the hot topics in the last few days. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Hey, Ollie. Hello. It's episode 23. It is episode 23. Yes. You know what that means? What what does that what does that mean, Clark? What does that we've mean? we've we've had twenty three episodes. That's what oh that means. my god, twenty three! Oh, wow, no. that's a lot. I don't, I don't know what that's the legal age for anymore. But we've already been old enough to drink, and now we're old enough to drink uh, and then have two more years of drinking. Maybe yeah, that's really. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Yeah, lot, you, you kind of lose track of age as you get past twenty one because nothing really exciting happens. Happen exactly. Yeah, yet. it's all the yeah. same. Same with podcast episodes as well. You know, like episodes twenty to thirty, they'll probably all be the same. But when we reach yeah, episode thirty, you know, well, what we'll do is we'll just keep copy pasting the episode and just changing the sound effects in the background and stuff, so it sounds like a different one each week. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a, that's a, write that down. Write that down. That's very good. That's very good <laughs> I'm actually working on. Um, so this week I've been doing some training on. Um, Adobe Premiere, Photoshop, and uh, After Effects to try and get a bit better at video editing. Oh, wow. And in doing so, I've sort of got sucked into a bit of sound editing again as well. Because I uh, recorded a short video for YouTube uh, to do a guide for the for a game that I'm playing. Mm. And as I, as I played back the audio, I realized like, um, ah, uh, and uh, like constantly. I'm always going like, mm, uh, ah, uh, uh, like at the start of every sentence. So... I went through the audio and I edited out all of those, and it was like eighty something ums, ahs, and ers in oh a two-minute clip. Wow! Uh, so yeah, in doing in doing that, like, I, I, so someone asked me to to show them how to um, do a bit of a game that I was playing, which was um, Bravely Default Two. Ah! Oh. Uh, and in doing so, I recorded it on my phone and then sent it to them, and I was like. I don't like that. I don't like putting out bad quality stuff. So I re-recorded it using a capture card. Oh my god! And then I built like a proper like YouTube guide with like, hey, it's your boy Clark, all this kind of stuff. And in the, yeah, I've fallen down a rabbit hole. So what you're telling how, me? Work. Yeah. So so what you're telling me is that this is the beginning of the Sunfire Tavern YouTube uh, podcast. YouTube experience. YouTube yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> this is well, it. we'll see. What, we'll see where we go once we get the because we've got um, the wonderful uh, Tyrion working. Uh, Tyrion, sorry, not Tyrion. Tyrion, Tyrion, I forgot his name now. It's been a while since I've spoken to anyone in real life, so <laughs> names don't mean anything to me anymore. What's his name? Is Tyrion or Tyrion? I always get them mixed up. Tyrion, his name is, uh, working on our jingle. Ah. Um, so we're going to have an intro and outro and a few little stingy bits that we can use here and there mm. to make us sound a little bit more professional. Oh, yes. Mm, that's going to be fun. Excellent. Uh, but Ollie, we've been chatting mindlessly for so long already. What have you been playing this week? Right, so... I have been playing uh, the usual... I mean, as people know, last week I hit Golden League of Legends, so I have not played any solo queue in League of Legends. However, I found a new video game to play. Um, and it is very weird. The name... I'm going to tell you the name right now, and I, and I want you to tell me what kind of game you think it is from just the name. Okay? Wait, wait would I have heard of this game, or is it going to be so obscure that I wouldn't have any chance? Well, let's find out. Okay? So the name of the game is Eternal Return Black Survival. Alright, now, so what, what what kind of game do you think that is? Sounds like a, like a weird Korean MMO. Oh, you got one half, I think. What, weird? <laughs> uh, okay, wait, two out of three, then. Okay, so it's Korean. Yes, it's weird in Korean. Okay, what okay. else do you think it is? Um, is it a fighting game? No. Uh, Battle Royale? Yes. Oh, there we go. You got one... Everything's about right now. But you got one more genre to fit in there. Well, maybe two. RPG? No. Football game. <laughs> oh my god, I wish it was about real football. <laughs> no, it's a it's a MOBA. It's a battle royale MOBA, but with survival elements. Like looting and crafting and That just sounds like way too many mechanics. It right? It sounds so weird and yet I have I started playing it on the weekend and I think I already have like thirteen hours in it. I don't know what happened. Okay. I just kind well, of what was it called? Sorry, what was the name of the game? Eternal Return Black Survival. It looks Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. Yes, it. exactly. Yeah, yeah, you got okay. it right. It is the worst. It is an game. awful name. However, me and my friends have started referring to it as you know the the acronym is E R B S or herbs. So you know we will just be like, do you want to smoke some herb? And then uh, that's it. We'll load up. We'll. we'll, we'll We'll drop into alleyway, you know, and we'll pick up some rocks and uh, some lighters, and then we'll light the rocks and make heated rocks, 
and then we'll make ramen from those rocks, and then um, someone will come around, and then a janitor will come around the corner, and then kill you. So uh, that's. I'm and... looking at I'm looking at a gameplay video of it now. This very much looks like the kind of game that I would not enjoy. Oh yeah, uh, like the art style looks. It's anime as hell. Yeah, it's anime as hell. But but it looks like I can definitely see why you like this. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I just I think I just super like janky games, and also it's like got the good parts of like mobas in terms of like the team fighting and outplaying like mechanics, but then also has like you know like looting, and also I don't have to play with toxic teammates because I can solo queue and play against eighteen other people, and I really you know like. And yeah, it's just been really fun to be honest. And also it's really short. Like a game is like twenty minutes max, like fifteen to twenty minutes compared to like League, which is like you know So I'm glad you said that because that's my biggest problem with League of Legends is that when you start a game in League of Legends you're investing like seven hours of your day. Yeah. And yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's just with MOBAs it's too long. But with this yeah. game, like the other thing is that it's this has like a like the amount of strategy in this game is actually quite crazy because like it's the same map every time, and there's different areas. It's like a city, right? And there's different okay. districts, and each district has like um, the. Have you okay? Have you played a MOBA before? Like, do you know how item systems work in like MOBAs kind of thing? I've played Heroes of the Storm since like pre-alpha. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still, I'm still playing it now. But in Heroes doesn't have items, right? It just has like uh, traits. But I've talent. played League of Legends, and I've played um, Dota. What's it called? Yeah, I played Dota. A yeah. tiny bit of it. I didn't like it at all, and the other one. Uh, here's a new earth. I'm not sure. You play that one, yes. Uh, yeah. There's another one as well, though. Oh my god, too many mobas, dude. <laughs> it's too many. Um, it's one on phones, and it was super popular on phones. It was called. Oh, um, Arena of Valor. Yes, Arena of Valor. That's the one. Yes. That okay. One. So I played pa Parad Paragon. Paragon. Paragon as well. Yeah. yeah. So how so it I played mobas? Yes, a few. <laughs> yes. So how it works in this game is that like imagine it's like the itemization system of a moba. So you know you have like your little components that build into stronger items, and eventually you get your build at the end of the you know by the end or end game you'll have your full build and you'll be like as strong as you can possibly be, right? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But in this game, instead of buying your items, you have to loot them. So you have to go to different areas of the map and find like the different components. So you know like. You'll find like broken glass bottles, and then you'll combine that with some rocks, and then you break them together, and you get like shattered pieces of glass. And then for some reason, you find some glue, and then you glue the shattered pieces of glass together to make a glass panel, and then you put that on top of a gun, and you have like a, an upgraded gun with a scope. Okay, I mean that sounds cool. Yeah. It also sounds like I would die in that game a lot. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's definitely like if people know what they're doing. You just don't. It's one of those games where it's like you just don't really, don't really understand like why you died. It's kind of thing. Like if someone will just come around the corner, and you'll be like level five, and you'll be like, oh, you know, I've got my little green items, and I'm making some ramen, and that's cool. And then someone will come around the corner, and they'll just have like legendary items and stuff, and they'll be like level ten, and they'll just like kill you in one hit, and you'll be like, what, what happened? But it sounds good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. But yeah, it's it great. It doesn't sound like my kind of game. Like I'd go mad playing yeah. that game. It's 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 super weird. But that's that's basically the main game that I've been playing recently, uh, apart from like you know like Tekken and oh no, I have been playing another game. Sorry for taking up so much time, but um, I've been playing um, Bloons Tower Defense Six. Oh yeah, I keep seeing you popping up, pop on it on Steam. Oh no, on Steam, um, on Discord, I see what you're playing, and you're yeah. always playing Bloons. Yeah, because it's now become our like me and my friend groups like sleepy time game kind of thing. It's like when we're winding down for the night because you can play yeah. it co-op, which is. Yeah, you Great. said last week. I remember you talk, you were telling me about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Still continuing to play Bloons a lot. It's great. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, what have you been playing, dude? Well, I got sucked into Bravely Default 2, mm. which is... Uh, so, so this was a game that I, I loved on the 3DS up until a point. So, it came out years ago when I was living in France, and um, it was amazing. So, so, it's like a classic Final Fantasy-style game. So, it, it harkens back to like Final Fantasies 1 through 4, mm. or 1 through 5. And it's got like a job system, turn-based combat, um, classic RPG storylines like you are the chosen one. Sorry, I nearly choked on my own tongue there. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, you are the chosen one. Like you've got to collect the four crystals of light. Uh, you know the 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 royals are fighting. Blah blah blah. All the usual nonsense that's in a Japanese RPG. Um, and so with with the first Bravely Default on the 3DS, uh, I was really enjoying it until you got to this town, which was I want to say the third town. Mm. Um, where suddenly it got like really weird, like 
bad weird. Not weird as in, oh, spooky. Weird as in, the town was full of very young women, and one of the people in the town was drugging the women and putting them to sleep oh. and taking advantage of them. And I was just like, I really don't like this. Like, this isn't doesn't feel comfortable to play. It feels really creepy. Um, the the characters in the game were like really hyping up what was going on, and I just immediately churned off the game. Yeah, and that doesn't sound great. Awful. So there was a sequel that came out on 3DS, which I completely ignored because I was like, no, I hate that series. And then. Uh, Bravely Default 2, so so this is also Bravely Default 2, but what came out on the 3DS was a game called Bravely Second, mm. uh, and now this is a sequel to the first game. I, don't, I honestly don't know what's going on with the storyline, but this is a completely separated game. Um, and a couple of friends uh, in one of my community groups were like, no, you've got to play this. Like, It doesn't go anywhere near all that stuff in the first game. Like, It's a lot better. Mm. So start it up. Um, it is just, it, it's a beautiful game. Like, It's very well drawn. It, it kind of has a Ghibli feel to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you play as four four characters, and you pick a job. You level that job up to level twelve, and then you pick another job, and you level that job. So you got like black mage, white mage, bard, so whatever, all, all the usual classes. Mm. And I found myself going from like, oh, I'm going to hate this. This is going to be crap. To I'm just playing it like almost eight hours a day. Oh my god, it's so good. Like I'm really really enjoying it. It's 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 right back to that classic Final Fantasy feeling, which we haven't had for years. Because I, I don't know if you've played many of the more recent Final Fantasy games. I don't know how much um, you know of the series. Um, but the the most recent Final Fantasy games have really kind of stepped away from the turn-based combat. Um, everything's really like live action, super edgy, and like everyone's really attractive for some reason. All the graphics are, like mental uh, good, but they've completely lost the gameplay elements that made the originals so fun. Mm. And this this is sort of like the because it's the same developers, it's Square Enix. They've gone back and just kind of gone. Maybe we can do Final Fantasy again, and, and they've just done Final Fantasy again. The only addition is that they've given you the option, if you want to, to like... Because you, you know turn-based combat, you, you take your turn, the enemy takes theirs, and you use certain items and abilities to kind of skip turns if you want to. Yeah. This game, you can pull future turns into your current turn. So you can use the Brave system or the default system, which is why it's called Brave Your Default. And Braving is where you pull up to four future turns into this current turn. So if you want to do an attack, you can do four attacks, but then you have to wait four turns on that character to do another attack. Huh. Which is kind of cool. Like, it takes the element of turn-based um, away from those that don't want to use it, but it also adds an element of strategy to those that do, because the, the amount of strategy you end up using is crazy. Because mm. there's also abilities and stuff that can kind of... Like, you can feed someone a, a BP, and they get an extra turn, so they don't have to brave their turn. And then you can default, which which gives you a... a, a a turn point back. It's really. It sounds really confusing, but when you actually play it, it's like, oh, this makes sense. It sounds and interesting. It, it's, yeah. it's super fun. Like I'm really enjoying it. It's a beautiful Switch game, and for one that I wasn't really paying much attention to, I have to say I'm very impressed by it. And the story is very good as well. Hmm. Deals with some quite complex issues like suicide and um, there's baby killings in it and stuff. Oh, but it it does it in in context with the story, and it makes sense. Hmm. So that's pretty much what I've been playing all week, other than my usual Overwatch. Um, what else have I been playing? I've caught up with a bit more Marvel as well, so uh, I've just finished Thor Ragnarok today. Mm, uh, I, like two, I think I've got two or three more movies now, and then I'm done. Mm. Uh, I obviously finished One Division, which you can talk about in a minute. Um, what else have I been playing this week? Anything else I've been playing? Um, oh, Sea of Thieves. I'm back on that as well. Oh, wow. There's people playing it, so yeah, I'm playing Sea of Thieves as well. Because I'm off work, I've got quite a bit of free time, and I'm either learning a new skill or playing video games. That's pretty much all I'm doing right now. Yeah, that sounds great. So, yeah, man. that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Like, But, I mean, on that point, we should probably go over what we're going to be talking about this week. And so the agenda is uh, we're going to be talking about WandaVision, because that finished uh, on Friday, yes. which was incredible. Uh, we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat and video game movies in general, because the Mortal Kombat movie trailer launched a few weeks back. Oh, or... About a week ago, and it's incredible. Like, but we can talk about that shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about virtual worlds as well because I came up with a, with an idea of something to discuss about. But we'll get to that. Okay. And then uh, something that Ollie suggested last week was the idea of competitive gaming that we could have a little discussion about. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Yeah. We'll have a short five minute discussion about that. It won't take long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be a very small one. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Be, uh... And then I'm told Ollie has prepared uh, some trivia for me as well, which yes. will be great. Um, yes. So, One Division, Ollie, have you caught up? Yes, I caught the ending. It was. And uh, did you watch it on the day, or did you watch it this weekend? Have you watched it like very recently, or was it on Friday when it came? I out? watched it. I watched it on the day it came out. As in, like, so my normal plan is like after work, uh, you know, on Friday, just I just sat down and watched uh, One Division with my flatmate. But yeah, good episode, good finale. Did it's it just mind blowing? Like, I, I I know not people were disappointed, but I found it mind blowing. I loved yeah. it. 
I think it was good. I think it sets up some interesting things. Uh, I like. Uh, well, okay. Spoilers, obviously. I mean, people probably know. Major one division spoilers. We're going to be talking about the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. So one division spoilers start to finish. I thought the Scarlet Witch outfit was pretty cool. I think yep. when they initially showed it, I was a little bit like, eh, it's, it's okay. But when you see her flying away with the hood and the cape, I was like, all right. That's that's cool. But then for me, I feel like you could just put a hood and cape on anyone, and I'll probably be like, yeah, all right, that's that's good character design. Like, that's the that's the secret for me. You just put a, a hood and a cape and, and some yeah, and some belts. That's it. I'm 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 in. All right. So oh, you would like Lulu from Final Fantasy X then, because she's all belts. Oh god. Look up Lulu from Final Fantasy X. You'll see what I mean. Like like her dress is like eighty percent belts. <laughs> I have to have a look. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's a really easy way to get sidetracked. Mm. Um, so yes, um, I was amazed by it. Like, like I, the only thing I didn't like was the explanation of Quicksilver, mm. where he was just some random actor and they called him something Boner, like they turned him into a dick joke. Ralph Boner. Like, yeah, but that that to me was just like that. That could have been something way better. Yeah, but that that could have been an opening to the the multiverse. Uh, it could have said like you know we acknowledge the Fox version of X Men. Um, but we, we're pulling this into our universe, but it just seemed a bit like, oh, okay, so we're not really doing anything with this. This is just happenstance. Basically. Yeah, it's just... But, like, the whole hex closing at the end and her dealing with, like, all of her grief and her loss and stuff, I think that was masterwork, how yeah. they did that. that was really good. It, yeah, it it showed, like, this godlike being putting herself back into control as, like, all the town is standing around her telling her that she's been torturing them and then she like puts that thing around their necks and sh- and suffocates them mm. uh, and they're all like just kill us if you have to just just stop like please and all the time like the things reducing and then it goes to that scene where they're in the house and she puts the kids to bed and you know that that's the last time she sees her kids yeah and she's like talking to vision and he's disappearing so good so well done like mm. i was oh yeah I'm going to watch it again because I want to watch the whole thing in a row now because I've definitely missed a lot of like subtleties and bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. That that ending sequence where like she, yeah, she's putting the kids to bed and then like, you know, her, her and Vision are talking as it's like kind of like the, the goodbye again yeah. kind of thing, you know. That's their third goodbye now, I think it is. Yeah. Third or second, third? It might be third now. But I yeah. Don't know how many times he died? It's uh... a. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was, um yeah, it was really well. Really well acted. It was really good. Like emotion, very emotional. I think people were disappointed because a lot of the fan theories weren't met. Mm. Um, but one thing that people need to be reminded of is that they were theories. Yes, and, exactly right. You know, this has been written by a group of writers. It's got a direction and it's moving in that direction. And it's obviously set up the Doctor Strange two thing because he's going to pop up now because he's going to be working with Wonder in Doctor Strange two apparently. Yes. Um, and it sort of set that up, but the next thing is like, and don't miss the Winter Soldier. And I was just like, I'm probably all going to miss that. <laughs> yeah, because I've just got no interest in that series at all. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like. Well, I mean, I'm gonna maybe give it a shot and see what how it goes now after One Division. But yeah, I feel yeah. like if it, I don't think it will reach the same kind of heights or oh. interest, right? So to me, One Division definitely was worth the Disney Plus subscription because I've paid paid for a month of Disney Plus now to watch the whole thing. Mm. That to me is worth it, but. I don't think that other show, um, Captain Falcon and the whatever it's called, Captain Captain Falcon, Marvel, whatever the bloody guy's called, Captain America. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thank you, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't think that to me has the same draw that One Division did because I remember when we first saw the promo for One Division like uh, last year. Mm. I was like, that looks really, really cool. Mm. Like, I want to watch that. But I saw the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It looks very just... like standard. Marvel stuff, but it's you know? it's brought the Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe to like a whole new level as well for me. Yeah, because um, this was obviously quite experimental, quite new, uh, very avant garde. Like in a in in the first few episodes, people are like, "What the hell is this? This isn't Marvel." Yeah, and then and then it quickly becomes Marvel, and it turns into a movie. Um, I love how it it goes from like black and white to color, and then from four three to widescreen and then uh, goes to HD and then it yeah. goes to full cinematic screen. And I, I don't know if you, if we mentioned this last week, but when it goes into the full cinematic screen, it also does the first post credit sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically the developer the developers, the writers saying this is where we've gone into the Marvel universe now. Mm-hmm. The cinematic cinema type universe. Yeah. Which I thought was great. 
Also, how the final the final episode had two post credit scenes as well. Yes, to really irritate people. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 did you see the final credits scene with the, yeah. the the scroll? Is it the scroll? I okay. So I I didn't understand the significance of it because I just saw Wanda like you know obviously she's in some cabin right, and she's just kind of on her own and she's like reading through the book. Or Wait, what? I haven't seen this. What? <laughs> So, was, this, was this after the scroll bit? Scroll is when Monica talks to the the lady, the, right? And the lady yeah, turns into scroll. I think yeah. I assume scroll. Yeah, oh, there's another there's another scene. There's another post credit scene. I haven't seen it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to be doing after this podcast, though? <laughs> yeah, it shows Wanda, like... I don't know if there was a, a, a more significant part of it, but it shows Wanda She's basically... The, the, like the dark book, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. So it shows okay. her alone in like a forest kind of thing. As in like, you know, and she's isolated herself essentially. And there's a version of her that's in like normal clothes kind of doing stuff. But then it goes back into her house. And you can see that she's just like the real... So the Wanda that was walking around was fake. And that the real Wanda is like there in the Scarlet Witch costume. Just like levitating with all the runes around her. And she's just reading <laughs> through this book like super intently. Well, yeah, she's sort of taken it from Agatha, hasn't she? Because uh, it was Agatha's book. Yeah. I don't know if it was Agatha's book or if she stole it or whatever, but it was the book that Agatha had in her possession. Mm. And now that she'd done that awful thing to Agatha, which is like trapping her inside her own mind. Yeah. Which was a mate where she's like, you can be the nosy neighbor forever now. Like, what gets me is in Westview now, if if this were reality, she's still there mm-hmm. <laughs> just doing her thing. And people are just like, yeah, that's just the mad woman that lives up the street. Yeah. But like, there's this whole town of people that had to... I mean, you remember what they said about... Um, her toxicity was bleeding into them the entire time, and they were dreaming her dreams. Yes, yes. That's a really dark thing. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's—that's that's heavy. Yeah. I—I I don't know. Like, like the the way that that was dealt with was was brilliant, mm. and I couldn't fault it. I just—I really enjoyed that show. I want more of that. It yeah. spoiled me for Marvel Universe. I mean, and it, it has helped that I've been watching the other movies as well. Yeah, I mean, also with um the extra vision, right? Now there's this other vision. vision. Pardon. The white vision, that is. Yes, yes. The white he's from vision. the comics. Oh, is he from the comics as well? Yeah. Yep, ah, yep, yep. okay. But now he's he's like, are you vision or am I vision? And then he takes the memories and he's like, well, I'm vision and then fucks off to space. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's he's up there now ready to be used as a future like um, MacGuffin in a in a future Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly right. He just floats, he's like, he's like Miss, um, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Space. Yeah. Space. Yeah. She's up there like in, she's like off camera ready to come in and, and save the day. Mm-hmm. And he's up there as well, I think. But I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Like, what's your thoughts on what they'll do with him? I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure, like, I don't, like... It'll be weird if there's, like, a future movie and then he just suddenly appears. If you get what I mean, right? Not like, they have to explain it. I mean, or maybe that they're expecting that. Maybe that's what they want to do, right? For the people who didn't see WandaVision, they're going to be like, who is this white vision, essentially, right? Yeah. You know? Well, it feels like WandaVision now is is the restart for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, definitely. Like, if, if, if you're going to... So, we've got all these movies. We've got, like, what, 23 movies so far? Mm. I think WandaVision has now been like, right, that's the end of all that. Here's the start of the next box. I think that's what they wanted um, Spider-Man Homecoming to be, or Far From Home, whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, that's what they wanted that to be. But because there's been such a big gap, that to me feels like the end of the Infinity War uh, series, and now we've started the next series. So it feels like to me now we're in Phase Four. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but that's how it feels. I think that's the plan. I think One Division was the kickoff for Phase yeah. Four. Yeah, because it, it feels like you could effectively start the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe from One Division. Now you don't have to watch. I mean, you can watch them because they're great movies, mm. but you don't, I don't. I feel like it's explained enough that you don't have to watch all the rest now. Yeah, like you're definitely. caught up effectively. Yeah. Then again, I have been watching all the other movies as well, so what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. Like I'm super happy that we've had that show, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing, because this year we've got uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. the movie that's coming out. We've got Loki, the TV series, which I'm very excited yep. for, mainly because he's such a fantastic character. There's so much like duality in that character. It's great. Like One minute he's an evil little shit, and then the next minute he's like kind of chaotic good. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been good to watch him progress through the, the movies as well, because every movie is a different character. Yeah. And also, there's still that base Loki character in there. Yeah. Also, Tom Hiddleston, great. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. But I think what they're getting worried about now as well is all of those actors are starting to show their age. Mm. They're not 20-somethings anymore. They're like 30s and 40-somethings. Yeah. And they're starting to get wrinkles and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're not looking like these super shiny heroes that I think Marvel want to be at the front of their products. Mm. 
So it looks like they're starting to pass the torch onto all the new heroes now. Sounds like we're uh, leaking a little bit of the boys in uh, yeah, in here. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, it's unfortunately that's the way marketing works, and that's the way these big mega like franchises work, isn't it? Mm, yeah, you can't. It's why they've they've just they've got Tom Holland doing um, Nathan Drake in yes. Uncharted. I mean, Tom Holland looks like he's twelve years old. He does. But I definitely think they've they've taken him on because they know that he's going to age gracefully. Because mm. he's probably not going to change much now that he gets older. Probably. And you know they've got a good ten years out of him still. I think before he starts to look super old. God. Yeah, Saying it's... it like that. <laughs> well, I've I've watched these characters go from being like almost children to full like middle aged adults. Mm. So I've grown up with this Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the stuff that they're in before it. Yeah. Like I remember Scarlett Johansson. She was in. Um, Lost in Translation, and she looked like 16 or 17 in that movie. Mm. And now she's definitely looking like, you know, mid-30s. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. You know, people get old. That's how yeah, it that's, works. Yeah. But yes. I don't think that's what these big franchises want to happen. They want people to stay young forever. True. Very true. Yeah. But yeah, so WandaVision was great. Really enjoyed it. And uh, I think following on from that, we go on to our next point, which is uh, video game movies and the Mortal Kombat movie trailer, which we saw last week. Uh, uh, did you say you've not watched it? Unfortunately, I have not watched it. But So have, have you seen the original Mortal Kombat movie? I have seen reviews and clips from it. Okay, I've not actually so... sat down and watched it, but I know that it is... Uh... How, do, how, how do you it was, describe it? It was good it? for the 90s. It was good for the 90s. But it wasn't a video game movie. It was a movie that happened to have the theme of a video game in it. Yeah. Like, do you know who Uwe Bolg is? If I say, if I say Uwe Bolg? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. U- U- Uwe, oh, oh, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I thought it was Uwe, Uwe Bolg. He's, he's, a, he's a director from the 90s that was a very lazy, very bad director mm. that would buy cheap video game franchises to turn them into movies and use them as tax benefits. That's actually what he was doing. Oh, he really? Yeah. So that's why those movies were also terrible. So like, uh, there was Alone in the Dark, which was just absolutely diabolically bad, so terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did a whole series of movies that were just awful, mm-hmm. and they were all video game related. And the reason he did it was so that he could like bleed out tax and not oh pay my tax. God, that's what it was for. How? Wait, uh, I mean, okay, that's a more interesting topic. That, but I don't know if it's it's for <laughs> now. I want to know how he. Managed to do. T- I'm going to look this up later. Anyway, that's very interesting. What he would okay. do is, is create really crap movie studios that he could use as like um, tax drains, right? Because he would build them in like uh, offshore in different countries and stuff where he could pour tax into. So he could pour all of his funding into it, run all of his actual funding through those companies, and then only pay a certain certain amount of tax. That's my understanding of it. Jesus. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a accountant, so I don't fully understand how that works. But that's apparently what he was doing. So, wow. not the point of what I'm saying, though. Um, the point is, is that video game movies have always been kind of shit. Yeah. With the exception of, I think, Silent Hill, which I thought was quite good. Mm. Uh, and, of course, Avatar, the movie, which was, you know, Oscar-worthy. It was so good. Um, <laughs> by M. Night Shyamalan. And it perfectly respected the storyline. And, and as an Avatar fan yourself, you can agree that that was the best movie of all time, yeah? I, I, I've actually removed that movie from my memory, so I don't actually know <laughs> you what you're talking it? about. Uh, Have you seen it? I, again, it's I removed it from my so memory, bad. so... you it, know, It's it's so bad that at some points they must have got halfway through saying some of the lines and someone would have just gone, do we really want to be saying this? Like, it, This doesn't make sense. This is crap. Yeah. It, that's a terrible movie. So so the, the point is, is that video game movies have been known as being terrible. I think with the exception of maybe some of the Tomb Raider movies... Yeah, I was going to say... Okay. I think they've, they've been... been okay. Yeah, they've been fun. You know, they've been pretty pretty fun, pretty okay. Like the one with yeah. Daniel Craig and uh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. And uh, the, yeah. the butler in it who was... Um, oh, what's his name? He's great. Chris Barry. Chris Barry. Yeah, Chris Dwarf. Barry. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was, I mean, he's in Red Dwarf. Uh, he plays the hologram in Red Dwarf and he was yeah, the Rimmer. butler in... Yeah, Rimmer. Thank you. Um, so with the exception of, I'd say, Tomb Raider, like video game movies are generally kind of poor. Actually, no, the Street Fighter movie as well. Where am I going with this? Um, the Street Fighter movie was kind of good as well, but it was good because it was so terrible. Yes. And it had Jean-Claude Van Damme in it, who was on cocaine the entire time, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. You need to read up on the back. back at, if you don't know, the backstory of that movie is, is insanity. Like, <laughs> that movie was impossibly made. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it was just constantly fighting against the fact that no one wanted to film it. Yeah. Because everyone was like coked out their eyeballs or off screwing around or whatever but oh anyway um, so the point is is that the Mortal Kombat trailer uh, landed last week and I watched it I, I admit I didn't really care about it because I was like eh they've been kind of crap because there's like three Mortal Kombat movies that are kind of poor mm. 
I watched this one and it's really, really good. Like, it looks like they're respecting the subject matter. They've definitely played the game. There's a lot of, like, in-jokes and references and stuff. The special effects look phenomenal. There's this bit where, like, um, uh, what's his name? Sub-Zero slices some guy's throat and all this blood flies out. He freezes the blood in the air to make it into a dagger and then he stabs him with it. Yeah, that sounds like like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and then there's a then following on from that, he does like a fatality. Oh my god! So like he he throws the guy through the air with a dagger, makes a massive wall of ice that he then smashes through, and he, he then he then like kind of looks at the camera mm-hmm. as if to say he just done a fatality, which is really cool. But you should watch it because so so what I'm saying is that um, it feels like that's a really good start for video game movies to actually start getting good again mm. because. We've got the Monster Hunter movie coming up with oh, Mila Popovich. God, don't remind yeah. me about that. That's going to be disappointing, I think. But then we've also got the Uncharted movie with Tom Holland, like we we're talking yeah, about, that... which I'm excited about. Yeah, that seems Love cool. the Uncharted series. Like, I think, um, you know what? I think Sonic the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was actually all right. As in, like, I think it's I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know, like it wasn't like I, I wasn't expecting it to be like mind blowing or anything like that. But yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah. It was great. Like it was really enjoyable. It was a kids' movie. It started off super well with the Green Hills theme. Yeah, um, and then it rolled through really well. It was good, and and Jim Carrey was amazing in it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but I don't think anyone expected that to be the sponsor of the apocalypse either, because it was on the side of buses yep. and uh, billboards for like six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we've talked about this before, though. But it would just amaze me that that was the sponsor of the you know yeah uh, of the pandemic of the pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we've got the Mortal Kombat movie coming up. We've got um, the Rainbow Six movie coming up uh, with Michael B. Jordan, which again, they're they're putting like AAA actors into these movies, hmm. so they must have some confidence with what they're going to be. Yeah. Um, so without without remorse is the uh, the Rainbow Six movie. There's um, another. Apparently, there's a Minecraft movie coming out as well next year. What? Why? Um, yeah, it's um, by I mean... Peter Sollett. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, there's a cyberpunk movie or an anime tie-in or there's something. An like anime, yeah, there's an anime, yeah. They're making yep. a cyberpunk anime, I know that, for yep. sure. And then there's a sequel to Tomb Raider, so they rebooted the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider movie series and there's a sequel to that coming out. Oh, wow. It was supposed to be coming out this month, mm. uh, but obviously Pandemic completely delayed that to, to no end, so that's probably going to be next year. Yeah. And there's a Borderlands movie that's got a really all-star cast. Oh, like yeah. Um, Kevin Hart. Jack Black. Uh, Yep, uh, Eli Roth is directing. He's the guy that directed Hostel, mm. uh, and Lionsgate are doing the uh, like Lions, Lionsgate are the, the the studio making it, mm. which is you know big movie studio. I think I think they also did the Warcraft movie. Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, then the Call of Duty one on its way. We've got Centipede the movie. Oh, um, what? I think there's a Division movie coming as well, they said, but it it feels like they really are kicking off like a massive series of movies upcoming that are related to video games. Mm. Firewatch has got one coming as well. Wait, really? Um, yeah, they announced it just after Firewatch came out, but we've not actually heard anything from it, but it was supposed to be coming out last year. Wow. I don't know if that's actually happening anymore, though. Fatal Frame's got one coming. Mm. Um, God, I can't think. I, th- I think they said there's a Gears of War one as well, but I can't remember. It's just, yeah. it's really cool to see that, you know, the video game movies are actually starting to get some traction. Hmm. Um, like, is there any, is, is there one that you particularly prefer? As in, like, that I've already seen? Or yeah. one that, um... What's a good video game movie? That oh, I've Last seen? of Us is getting a movie as well. What about that one? No, that's getting a TV series, right? HBO TV series. Yes, sorry, TV series, you're yeah. right. Yeah, which I, that sounds like it could be very interesting. But, um... Hmm... Does that have the main guy from The Mandalorian in it as well? I forget his name now. Oh, it's the the, the actor who plays The Mandalorian. I know is who... playing jo- uh, Joel. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I mean, that that's a good cost, but yeah. as in, like, I think he's, he's he could a great be actor. Fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a great actor as well. Mm. Um, God, I'm trying to think about what video game movies. As in, the good video game movies I've seen. Not many. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think the Resident Evil films are like fun. They're not. Good. Oh, the Resident Evil movies. I've got about those. The first one was amazing. Yeah, right. Loved the first movie. Yeah. Uh, second one, not so great. Yeah, not, <laughs> not 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 great. And then now she's like in the movies. She's like a time traveling. She's like a clone. clone. There's like clones yeah. of her. She, yeah. She's like a superhero clone. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's. They it just went. I, I watched a bit of it and I was like, oh, this is going in a direction I wasn't ready for. Yeah, I'm it just get, kind it of gets, that off. Yeah, it gets really weird. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm trying to think about what. 
Well, have a think, and maybe we can talk about it next week, because it's yeah. just um, it's one of those things where now that we're starting to get these movies rolling out, and I think the movies industry is going to start rebooting again soon, because mm. um, obviously the pandemic's coming to an end, lockdowns are starting to end and stuff, people are starting to go back outside, we're going to start seeing cinemas again soon. Yeah. I am I am definitely not yeah. excited for the Monster Hunter film, though. I am very sad. Very, very sad. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? Like... <laughs> It's such a good franchise, and it's such good material for, like, you know, really cool-looking worlds and really cool-looking monsters. and Big CGI monsters that look look really solid and heavy. Like, I'm, I was looking forward to that. Exactly. I like, feel like it's going to be really cheap. You know, like, the cats and the cooking yeah. and all the of this. Palicos, like... what are they called? Yeah, palicos, palicos? yeah. yeah. And, and no, now they just have modern, you know, fucking guns and military themes. And it's like, why... Who wants this? Why? My microphone just fell off my head. <laughs> Pardon? My microphone just fell off my head. Oh no, sorry. That's why it went... Yeah. Well, oh my god. Uh, I'm not sitting with the microphone on my head, by the way. It's on my headset, but it's on like a little magnet on the side of my... Because um, my, it's not... I'm not wearing like a proper headset. It's a set of headphones mm. with a magnet stuck to the side of it where like a directional mic can be on it. So that's why my microphone is quite clear. Right. Because it's a high quality microphone effectively glued to the side of my head. Oh my god! So that's yeah, that's what's going on there. So that's why it fell off my head. Mm. Doesn't doesn't do pretty well. But yeah, so so um, that's video game movies and Mortal Kombat, which I'm looking forward to seeing. I'll be interested to hear your opinions on it once you've seen the trailer. Yeah, I'll probably have a little chat about that next week. Um, but the next point is virtual worlds. So I was having a discussion with some friends. Um, it's a discussion that comes up quite often. I've probably talked about this many many times over my many years, and it's the idea that if you could choose one virtual world to live in. Which one would it be? Uh, and you, yes. But you have to adhere to all the rules of that world. So you wouldn't necessarily be the protagonist. Like, if, mm. if you picked a Final Fantasy game, you wouldn't be one of the main characters. Yep. You'd be an NPC or something in the background. You, you, you just exist in that world. And the reason we were talking about this is because... Um, th so there's a discussion about the PS5 redoing PSVR, mm -hmm. which suggests that they might be starting to rethink how VR is going to be presented. And I myself have got a Rift headset. Did you did you say you've got a VR as well? I've got an Index, yeah. Right, okay. So have you been into VR chat? Yep. And do you know about the stuff that's hidden below VR chat? Not the creepy stuff, the, the cool stuff. Uh, what do you mean, like the different communities and worlds and oh, the the like the one to one creations of like video game worlds? So oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I discovered that and I was blown away. Like I'm walking around Hyrule from the N64 version of um of the legend of zelda and it's mm -hmm. to scale so like i'm looking up at the temple of time and it's as big as i feel it would should be should i be in that world so that blew my mind that those exist yeah it's really cool man like vr and like yeah um you can sit in the blanks coffee shop as well which is just yep awesome like yeah. that, that is a really cool because you've got the music playing in the background you've got the ambience and i'm just sitting at the table like reading a crossword puzzle yeah it's so cool yeah um but yeah, so what I was going to ask was, um, if you could choose one game, movie, or TV series world to live in, which one would it be? Right. I have definitely been asked this question before. It's a common and... one in geek culture. Yeah. Um, so I, ha I personally have a thing, well, I don't know why, but if I want to be in a video game, I want to be like a shopkeeper or a blacksmith. So okay. I feel like... And uh, that always goes with like fantasy games, so maybe I guess like something like Monster Hunter, because obviously you look at the food in Monster Hunter and it's like delicious, and there's cats and there's cool creatures, and also doesn't really seem to be a concept of death. You know, you just kind of get knocked unconscious. Yeah, you get picked up. <laughs> yeah, you get picked up by some cats. You yeah. know, uh, but yeah, being like a blacksmith or something like Monster Hunter would be really cool, or like um, Genshin, like Genshin Impact, like living in that world is like very vibrant, very bright, looks great, you know, kind of thing. Like food in that also looks great. Uh, you can you can see what I'm kind of looking for, right? I'm just looking for games with good food, good food and cats, and also anime. So you know, you know, I'm not very hard to please, I guess, in that sense. Especially if I'm living as like a background character, if I'm not the NPC and I don't have to go and do all the like the hard things, you know, difficult things. The protagonist. Yeah, I don't have to be the protagonist, right? So what yeah. did I say? The NPC. Sorry, um, you're not, you don't you have to be to the be protagonist. I, yeah, if I'm just an NPC, like a background character, then yeah, like an RPG makes sense, right? Um, there's probably a more interesting answer to this. Uh, but... Well, it's, it's effectively you're asking someone what their favourite franchise is and where they'd like to exist. Yeah, I guess so. Uh -huh. 
Because yeah. I, I sort of tear between the World of Warcraft world, because I think that's a fascinating world, mm. and the Final Fantasy world in um, uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, eight. Okay, yeah. Yeah, eight. Because it's got a magic system. It's very realistic. Like, people just live their normal lives and stuff. There's a bit of war, but it's kind of cool, the war. Um, it's just a nice world like, mm. that I would like to live in. So I think that would be mine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a question that we kind of went around with. And we started as like a five-minute discussion, and we ended up talking for like four hours on this. Yeah. Like yeah. We were talking about physics and um, like rules and and all that kind of stuff because like if you move into that world, you have to adhere to the rules of that world. Which mm. one? Some of them were like people never get old, no one dies, um, but those kind of things. And we were like, well, that could actually get quite dark after a while. Mm. Like exactly. So yeah, we, we would because we're losers. We were talking about that for hours. Oh no, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's a fair question. But here, I think it's a good question. Yeah, I present another, the more nuanced question. Okay, Go on. if. So same thing, you have to live in one of these worlds. However, instead of just being a generic NPC, what enemy would you be? Would you be a slime? Would you be a goblin? Would you be like a hilly churl from or whatever equivalent? You know, would you be like a bokoblin from Zelda? You know, what enemy would you be? Enemy would I be? Yeah. Wow. Uh, um hmm. I think I'd probably be like Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets to live at the end of it all, but he's just out having a bit of fun in the fields, playing with his little fairies, and he picks up a mass and wants to take over the world and, and destroy it by crashing the moon into it. Mm. I, I feel him. like I, I, yeah. I feel a lot of what he wants to do there. So probably be Skull Kid, because he gets to live at the yeah. end of it. Most <laughs> enemies don't tend to, to live. live. That's true, right? But if you think yeah. of games where the enemies like respawn, you know, or they kind of like, you know, they, they, they get knocked out. And, yeah, they yeah, get knocked yeah. out, and then they wake up kind of thing. I have a friend who very much just wishes they were just like a like a hilly child or the equivalent of like in um the, the hilly child is from Genshin, but the equivalent in like Breath of the Wild they're like Bokoblins, but just because okay. they just they just chill, they just roam around, you know, they don't really do much, they kind of just chill, and then occasionally the protagonist, you know, whatever, the comes and kills them, someone you know, just come and kill them, and then just respawn, they just chill some more, you know, they're just vibing. You know, well, that's, the, that's the dark question, is it? When a monster respawns, is it the same monster? Oh, now we're getting... Yeah, like, mm. That's philosophical. Now, How yeah. is the transference of consciousness in video games? Precisely. Like, does a monster die and then suddenly go, oh, I'm back again? Which is like, the real so, vision, you know? Well, exactly. So, so <laughs> I used to play Final Fantasy XI, which was the MMO version of the Final Fantasy series at the time. Mm. And in that, there's uh, daily, weekly, and monthly kills. Yeah. So you go and find a monster that appears once a month. Mm-hmm. And we started to talk about like what's the mentality behind that monster? Like, does it does it sit there and and be like, ah, oh, here I am in the world again, and it immediately dies because there's like an army of two hundred people standing waiting for it to spawn, mm. claim it, and then kill it in seconds. Like, what is that monster's viewpoint on the world? Like, it gets to exist for a few seconds every month. Yeah, and in that few seconds, it gets to see an army of people just right, run at it and stab it to death. What an existence! Yeah, like what? What is the transference of consciousness there? Does that same consciousness keep going into the next iteration of that monster, mm. or is it a new monster each time? Or is it more like when that monster dies, it just loses its like physical form and then just exists as like a ghost, like a spirit, and it just goes around just for a month? Yeah, yeah, for a month, you're just like, oh man, well, sitting there going, oh, that was fun. Yeah, just vi- <laughs> yeah, just vibing, right? Yeah. Be like, oh, maybe yeah. next time I'll live for like three seconds instead yeah. of two. You know, <laughs> this is the discussions that gamers have when they're doing like. These monotonous, almost job-like tasks. Well, yeah, man, because like you gotta think about it. You're spending a lot of time doing these things, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, think about like in even like even in like you know like Street Fighter or these fighting games. These same people are just fighting each other over and over and over again. Like that's that's the, literally their existence. Their existence is to just fight. They never chill, you know. Like, but they've always got like vendettas and stuff against each other. But the vendettas after time must be like. Getting a bit old now. Yeah, like, exactly. Chen Li jumps in and tells you that she's doing it for her father, whatever she's doing it for. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fight, the enemy's probably like, yeah, we get it. All right. Okay. All right. So, what if you made like a game like this and there's just one? I guess this is just going to be like uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. You just have one character who who is like um, aware of the fact that they're in the video game and they're the only character that changes and everything else is like the same. So, you know, like, every time every time you play a match with this person, they're just like, why am I here for, like, the 200th time? There's a book like, someone wrote with that exact concept, and it's called Mogworld. Mogworld, okay. So, do you know um, Zero Punctuation? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote a book, and it's that, and the story is actually really good. Mm. Like, it, it's, a, it's an NPC in a MMO 
and he starts to become aware that he's in a video game, and he's just like, "This is really weird. Like, none of this makes sense. Like, this mm. this just feels odd." And as you're going through it, you realise that he's discovering he's in a game, and blah blah blah. And it's it's so well written. Yeah, it's a, it's a really clever book. Like, he did really well doing that. I would I would recommend it. Like, you can get it for a couple of quid on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've got like three copies of it for some reason. I think people saw it in the shop and went, "This is exactly what Clark will like," and bought it me for Christmas. Oh, well, I guess. Around it with a bookshelf full of it. But yeah, so so that's the virtual worlds that we see in, in games. And then the next point is moving on to competitive gaming. Oh my god. Um, which should be a brief conversation. We probably won't talk much about this, but um, Ollie, you mentioned last week that we could discuss how competitive gaming works and kind of like the nuances of it and stuff. Because so I, I play Overwatch a lot, mm. and there's a big competitive element to Overwatch. And for the last week, it's been saying competitive season ends in less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, yeah, because they their development has all gone over to Overwatch Two now. Right. So they've obviously forgot Overwatch 1 still exists, and uh, as a result, the competitive scene in it is kind of dying. Right. And I, I'm finding, like, over the years, cause, so when I first uh, ranked in Overwatch, I ranked at Platinum tier, mm-hmm. and over the years, I'm now Bronze. Right. But I feel quite strongly that it's not my fault. You know, I know this is going to sound like every competitive player ever. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm a, I'm a really good healer, for example. Okay. And I'm really good at shot calling and like telling people what to do effectively in a nice, polite, and fun way. Like I don't get bossy, and people like playing games with me um, when I get into that kind of mindset. Yeah. Like I always tend to be like the guild leader or whatever because that's the role that I play. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Overwatch, like I'll jump on the headset and I'll be like, okay, let's do this, 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 and immediately someone will pick Widowmaker, and I'm like. She's not good for this map. Like you, you probably are a really good Widowmaker, and that's great. But would you mind switching to like something else because we need it for this setup? Mm. And nine times out of ten, the player will just turn and go "fuck you" and then jump off mic, and then you won't speak to them again for the whole game, and you'll just watch them die over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching my competitive ranking kind of drop over years because of those kind of players. Mm. And it doesn't see. It feels like it. it it doesn't matter how well I play or how well I organize these games. I'm still dropping in ranking because I never win anymore. Like even as many kills I'm getting, like I'm now getting kills as Mercy, mm. which is effectively impossible in competitive. But I mean, she's just got that little pistol. Yeah, and I'm getting like gold kills with Mercy. Oh God! <laughs> so obviously there's a problem with the people that I'm grouping with. But like, how, how do you feel about competitive gaming? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> That's a very open-ended question. One sentence. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's 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 talk about your your experience right of that you're someone who played in plat and now you're in bronze right kind of thing and over time you've kind of gone down in rank right yeah um okay just to preface and give context i don't think i'm like some super epic pro gamer or anything like that i just i just like thinking about competitive games and talking about them because they are what i'm extremely passionate about and i love especially like player psychology and stuff anyway so probably what's going on is that you are essentially playing with strategies which are work at a tier that's higher than you right as in the, the way you currently are that's not to say that, that you're like you're like for example there's this thing especially uh in well in all competitive games right where certain strategies are more effective at certain levels right so for example um if you are playing in like a bronze tier for example Certain you can expect that you're playing against a lot of people who don't have super high levels of mechanical. Ab- this is all assumption, by the way. You can assume that you're with, playing against people who don't have very high levels of mechanical ability. So therefore, heroes which can move around very quickly are going to be very difficult for players of that tier to beat. Right. So, for example, you know, Tracer, Genji. Yeah. These, these very fast-moving heroes with, because with more silhouettes as well because they're harder to hit and harder to catch. Precisely. Right. Yeah. And so if you can play those heroes to a high level, it's going to be very difficult for people, you know, you, know, you can basically outplay people and you can't get hit, right? But obviously, being able to play those characters is already a high skill ceiling, right? So so generally you'll find like in, in lower tiers of gameplay and kind of like when placed, like especially in those lower ranks, like people will tend towards characters which have more passive roles and require less like mechanical ability so for example you know like torbjorn right you can just or like bastion you just place the turret and you just point even with torbjorn you just place the turret and you don't need to do anything right you just the turret just shoots for you kind of thing or like healing you know like uh, you know like playing mercy and you can you just have to focus on like one thing you don't have to focus on shooting people you just focus around like moving and dodging and stuff like that right uh you know and 
this is just from the Overwatch that I played. I have not played Overwatch in like two years, uh, so like oh, probably longer than that. So like um, the meta might have changed, and I don't actually know all the characters and stuff like that now. But um, it's more this concept that I think it's just more interesting that there's this concept where like different strategies work at different levels, um, and it's about applying the correct strategy to where you are, right? Um, and with team games, it's going to be difficult because, like you said, you're going to come across like teammates who are not going to. They just want to do what they want to do, right? And they're like, "Oh, I feel like playing Widowmaker." And on one hand, it's like you want to win, and you would it would be better if they played like a, a character that like complemented you more. But on the same time, can you really tell someone how they want to spend their time playing a video game kind of thing, right? There's like that's a whole nother issue as well, like a whole nother interesting interesting point. But like. So all you can really do as a player is like apply the strategy that you feel like you ha gives you the most control over the game, like gives you the most influence at your level, right? So I don't know what that is for Overwatch, unfortunately. But for example, in fighting games, uh, in Tekken, for example, uh, there are so many things you can abuse in the early ranks because people don't know how to beat them, right? It's kind of like a knowledge check. It's like, if you don't know how to beat this, then you like automatically lose essentially so like you... yeah so that tends to be things like farah genji yeah um echo now as well anything that can fly effectively is a, is a game changer so i've learned how to play echo but i don't want to play dps mm. i, I want to play tanks and uh, like so i, I picked reinhardt mm -hmm. uh, and i found I, I went on like a 26 game win streak last week holy shit and then since then i haven't won a single game holy shit and i was definitely carrying those games like i was getting play of the game every time i was telling people when to advance i was like timing my alts to make sure that my alt would coincide with like the genji and the mccree alt mm. um, and i was cancelling their alts as well so i was doing things that were really impactful and i i felt like i was i was kind of the central part of those games yeah i'm not, I'm not trying to be a big head like i'm not saying like i was carrying everyone but i definitely felt like i was playing a little bit more than at the level that the other people were playing with because i was playing with like bronze players yeah and i was sitting there with my gold border and being like well i'm not bronze tier like i'm mm -hmm. I, I know the mechanics I, i'm not very reactive but i know all the game's mechanics i know all the characters moves i know their cooldowns like i know yeah. when they're when they're um vulnerable yeah and that to me puts me ahead of a lot of the newer players because they won't know that yet yeah because they you, haven't had the experience you have game sense right that's that's yeah, that's another exactly. thing yeah like it's like knowledge right you, you, that's yeah. one thing that will set you set you ahead of the curve right but then it's also in in your case and is a case in some certain other games is that sometimes it is kind of like a detriment in a way because you know how things should go and you know how things should be played and you have an expectation of how these things work and all this other stuff you see them go wrong yes and the people yeah. around you don't have that right so you so you know you might be in a situation where you require your teammate to have that level of knowledge right to help you but obviously if they don't have that then you die you know it, this happens That's very commonly yeah. yeah this happens very commonly in like league of legends right where for example um uh, to give a concrete example, this character called Katarina, she can teleport to her teammates, right? To so you can like teleport over walls. So, for example, if you're a Katarina main, you're gonna be and you're stuck in like a pit somewhere, like a dead end, and the team is like running towards you. You're gonna stand near the wall, and then if your teammate is nearby, if they run to the wall, you can teleport to them and get out, right? Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that because they don't know how the character works. So exactly, they're just like yeah. so so so. That, but then you build this, you, you, so you die, right? And then you feel like it's not yeah, your fault. Not it's their the fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's their fault because. Oh, I get it. Like you're talking about tilting, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get yeah. tilted from that, right? Yeah. But it's important, I guess, in in those situ situations where it's like, it's almost like you have to like level lev leverage and like rationalize and be like, okay, maybe that person didn't know, but also be like, you know, play in a style that means that you have as much control as you can as you have right and then kind of if your team if you if you can see that your teammates do have that level of knowledge and do play with you then you do that right and you have to adapt and it's really different yeah. it is difficult especially in games well, like overwatch which are like five minutes long or something like that right like so here's my addendum mm. um which is something i didn't mention when i was telling you about the experience i had 
the reason I won most of those games is because I switched over to the US servers. Ah. And I was playing with people who were just like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And, and we all spoke the same language. It was fine. And this is, uh, by the way, to be very clear, this is not a racist point. This is just what I've experienced. Having lived in France for 10 years, I can definitely, because I know when you play Overwatch, you get grouped mainly with the people that live closest by to you. Yeah. So when I was in France, I was mainly being grouped with French people, which was fine. Like they're, you know, good players, usually quite friendly and blah, blah, blah. But now that I'm in the UK, I'm, nine times out of ten, it's with Polish, Russian, and um, like Swedish players. Mm. And I've I've found um, over over the years of playing Overwatch that specifically the Russian players are very aggressive to anyone that speaks English. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you are heard speaking English, they'll tell you to go you know go f yourself, and they'll start throwing. Not obviously not everyone because there are some great Russian players out there as well. But I've found that I really struggle when I get grouped with Russian players because they immediately turn on me. Mm-hmm. And they start, like, throwing the game or telling me to fuck off or whatever. Uh, they're like, ooh, stop being such a tryhard. And I'm like, well, this is competitive. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be trying hard. And I found that when I switched over to the US servers, that experience way lessened. Yeah. Because suddenly I was with people that were willing to win. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a weird thing. Like, I feel like it's it's me being, like, xenophobic, but it's... It's not specifically Russians. It's just I've had that experience, unfortunately, with Russians. Mm. Like it's, it's a you know it's a data point that I've I've kind of picked up on. It, yeah, like yeah, like steering away from like yeah the xenophobia and stuff like that. Exactly, it's just it's, yeah, it's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like mentality, right? Of of your of your teammates, and sadly, like different regions of players have different mentalities towards things, exactly, right? Yeah, like. Um, I mean, there was the whole thing with Dota. I used to play a lot of Dota two, and there was a whole like, and also it became meme. You know, the the it's it's bad because like, you know, it happens, and then memes get made about it, which reinforces the stereotype, right? So yeah. it's like you know, like so people are like, we you know, the whole Simba thing. It's like you know, all the all the all that the light touches belongs to us, and it's like, what's that dark region over there? And it's like, oh, that's the Russian server. We don't go yeah, there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and and I, I'm not sure if it's been perpetuated because it's become memetic because. Mm. I do know that there is a meme that like Russian gamers are toxic and blah blah blah, and I don't yeah. agree with that. Like I don't follow that point, but I have found that a lot of the Russian players I do play with have been toxic. Mm. It's... Again, to be clear, I'm not saying that all Russian players are toxic. I'm just saying the ones I've tend to play with yeah. tend to turn toxic. It's it's like a co- there's like a lot of different things. Oh, we could talk for ages on this. Like you know the culture yeah, awesome. cultural impacts of of you know player mentality and. The kinds of teammates it's, it's, you get and all this other stuff, like you know, it's it's the same as when a woman dares to show her voice on a voice chat in a video game. Nine times out of ten, she's going to get ridiculed or attacked by someone in the group. Yes, yeah, because sucks. she's a female. They're like, oh, it's a woman in a video game, and I've heard that many, many times. I've been like, that sucks. Like yeah. that. I mean, I, I forget the level of priv- privilege I had, I have as a man that I can play a video game and just play the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of women that I've played with, they'll they'll speak, and then suddenly there's this like whole tier of bullshit to fight through. I think we've talked about this before, actually. Yeah. We might have talked about this last year. Yeah, we have. Like, yeah. The, the example of Sea of Thieves, where that girl came in and just got absolutely annihilated by two assholes, and then she came back to me next day and talked to me again about it. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks that people behave like that. Like, we're all playing video games. Why can't we just enjoy them together? Yeah, I know, right? Like, I mean, I had it. With, with, it was really weird. It was like a mixing of different friend groups. And then, like, you know, one person joined, uh, and they they spoke up and this other person went like oh look an e-girl is in the group and it's like come on man like what yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> like why you got why you got to point yeah. something out like they're just a person as well <laughs> like, yeah, actually saying that the other day one of the shot callers in in a game that i was playing again in overwatch one of the shot callers had like a really unusual like very squeaky kind of cartoony sounding voice hmm. and i admit it sounded a bit funny but i'm not gonna mock him for it yeah, exactly right. uh, and then some guy just started laying into this dude and i was like dude He's leading the game, like he's putting effort in. Don't lay into his voice, like he's, yeah. you know, he's trying super hard. Yeah, man. And the girl's like, "Oh, he's like a fucking cartoon character." I'm like, "Oh, just stop! Like, mm-hmm. just let people enjoy themselves." Yep. Oh, I get frustrated with it, but oh. I mean, we could talk about competitive gaming forever. I think we should probably make it kind of like a semi-regular segment. Okay. Where we, we can, can discuss that. like what's going on with it, because you've obviously got a lot to say. I've got a lot to say with it as well, and we can't fit it into. Yeah, we need like a whole that's what I mean, like you could do like a whole episode of like exactly. I, I, you could you could just be like Ollie nerds out Ollie and Clark nerd out about dumb stuff in competitive games. About the horrors of, of competitive games. Honestly, it's something like... I'm planning on doing on my stream is is 
is streaming me trying to climb out of bronze mm. and showing people just how horrible it is down there. God. Because <laughs> it oh, honestly God. feels like I'm just swimming around in the sewers. Like, it's awful. Because mm, mm, mm. it's just so many things that go wrong in games happen down there. Oh, yeah, but for sure. We could talk about that forever, but I am conscious of time. So, yes. Ollie, the trivia. Okay. You have trivia. Right. Go. I have the trivia question. Let's get. Let's do this quickly. All right. Admittedly, okay. Do not open a web page. So I'm not I, th- I, th- I thought this would be fun, considering I've I've been playing that uh, Eternal Return. Uh, what's it? Black Survival. God, what a name. Um, and yeah. I and I and I've been looking at how popular it was on Steam, kind of thing. And it's surprisingly okay. You know, sometimes it reaches like top fifteen, and I'm like, oh, okay. So this game's alive. You know, it's got players. But I wanted to ask you, what are the top ten most played games on Steam right now? Highest concurrent games. Highest yeah, concurrent players. Valheim, easily. Valheim. Valheim is on there, but it's not number one. Is it Outriders? No, it is not. Okay, because Outriders demo came out this week, and it's supposedly incredible. Like loads of people are playing it. Mm-hmm, I've heard. Um, are they are they new games or are they kind of old games? It's just what is being played. Uh, I'll say most of these are old games, but it's just okay. Team it... Fortress Two. Yep, Team Fortress Two is on there. What number? I'd say like four or five. Slightly lower. What, as in close to one or close to ten? Close to ten. Oh, seven. Yes, it is seven. Okay. I'll, I'll give um, you the number of players just so you can use this as a reference point. There are currently 87,000 people playing Team Fortress 2 right now as time of recording. I don't think there was that many people playing it when I played it, which was before Overwatch came out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, okay. So, Half Life. No, Counter Strike. Sorry, not Half Life. Yes, Counter Strike. Yeah. Right. What yeah. position is it? Two. Pardon? Two. Oh, so close. Is it one? It's number one. Wow. Okay. Guess how many players? Eight hundred thousand. Higher. A million. Yeah. One okay. million and twelve thousand. I was very surprised oh. at like how popular CS:GO has gotten. But yeah. Okay. One million people say... playing CS:GO right now at the second. I would say Dota is on there as well. Yep. Yeah, so that's like three or four. Higher. Close to one or close to ten? Close to one. Two. Yep, Dota, Dota 2 Eight. is, in the name, is second. Uh, currently with, guess how many players? So this is the gap between first and second. 800,000. Nope. 900,000. Lower. Way lower. Oh, f- 500,000. Yeah, it's got it's 459,000. So there's a gap wow. of 500,000 players. Between Jesus. CS:GO and Dota, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, again, I guess CS:GO is a lot more repeatable than Dota because you probably have one or two games of Dota and then give it up for the night. CS:GO, you probably play ten games. Oh, CS competitive games going for a long time as well, man. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I never really played it. It wasn't yeah. my game. It's very long. Like, is it like probably um, the same amount as Dota? But yeah, third. I'm think of other Steam games that would be on the list though. Mm. In 2021, uh, dude. But they're all mainly old games, you said. They've been out for a little bit. There's only one game that's on here, which is which you've already said, which is Valheim, which is like the newest edition. And I'll tell you right now, that's number three on the list, and it has 273,000 people playing it right now, which is insane. That is nuts. I mean, that's, that's good, but it's amazing to hear that an indie game, is, well, indie, but a, a, you know, a smaller game is having that level of success. That's what I mean. They also mentioned today that they're probably going to bring it to Switch. I mean, why, would they, would they not? You know, like <laughs> yeah, right. They would be genuinely stupid not to. Well, they've already made so much money, kind of thing, right? Like, I can't yeah. think of other Steam games though. Like, I'm really struggling for this. Or maybe Gary's Mod. Ooh, that would be on here normally, but not tonight, as far as GTA I'm... Five. Yep, GTA Five. Which okay. position do you think? Like eighth or ninth. Very close. It's tenth. Tenth. Okay. With seventy, oh, with seventy-eight thousand players right now. Yeah, I was gonna say like seventy or eighty k. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but you said Half-Life isn't on there, mm. or Half-Life 2. There's two surprises on here for me, at least. Not Team Fortress Classic, is it? No, no. No, I don't even know if that game's still active. Very, very, that's Skyrim? Very no. Skyrim used to be really, really, really high up back in the day, but not anymore. Okay, so what else is there that could be on there? Give me a clue. Um, You drive car... 
drive a car. You drive a car. Is it grid? No. It's kind of. I kind of gave you a trick answer. You do drive a car, but like not like a, not a car, not not a real car, not a ra It's not a racing game. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it's a sport game, where you drive. Oh, cars. Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket, Rocket League. League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's eighth with eighty-three thousand. Okay. You got um... how many? How many? You got four games left to get. Oh, that's really difficult. Mm. Um, Minecraft, maybe? No, it's not on Steam. Minecraft even on Steam? If it was on Steam, it would probably be really yeah, high up. up there, yeah. Really high up there, yeah. Um, hmm. It's like League it's of just, Legends I'm, I'm, would be number one. but Yeah, League of Legends would be way up there, but it's not on Steam, mm. so... Um, hmm. It's not on the Grand Theft Maybe Civilization, maybe? <sighs> No, but it is... That is 20th. Okay. Alright. Uh, hmm. Not Grid, because that's a racing game. There's no more racing games on here. Okay. Um, I need another clue. <laughs> I can't think of any games. I think oh, of... Maybe a Call of Duty game? No. Uh, yeah. But I think, as in, because that would be on... Blizz it, 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 back in the day, probably, yeah. But yeah. now it's on the Blizzard launcher, right? Uh, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. One, two, what are the last... The last four games you have to get are all shooting games. Oh, God, Destiny? Yeah, Destiny 2. Destiny 2, yeah. Destiny 2 yeah. is number nine with 80,000 yeah. players. Very healthy. It's, it's really, really popular at the moment, Destiny 2. Yeah, so surprisingly um, healthy. Other shooters. Other shooters. Hmm... Two battle royale games. Arguably oh, uh, three. PUBG. 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 Yep, 125k. Yeah. Number fifth. Well, it's fifth. N number fifth. Yeah, number <laughs> fifth. Yeah, I have, I have such a way with words. Um, I can't think of the battle royale games. Uh, maybe Fortnite, but that's not on Steam. Mm -mm, not on Steam. That would be also be um, way up there. And did you say another battle royale game? Mm-hmm. Um, Apex. Yeah, Apex is above PUBG. Yeah, I mean, Apex smashed it. Which is crazy. It's probably a bit more fun. Yeah, Apex has got um, 134k players. And that's just on Steam, not including Origin or other platforms. Wow. And, and what, then, what are the other games? Like the genres? The last one is a survival game. Raft or Rust? Rust. Rust, Rust with okay. 124k. Dude, that, actually, on that note, that was the latest Rust update came. They've been adding loads of really cool stuff to Rust. Um, really popular again. Yeah, yeah. They added like a whole like rail, like underground railway system to the game, and it looks really cool. The trailers for that that game are always very, very fun to watch. I uh, just remember the other game we've been playing, Stardew Valley, like almost constantly. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. I've been playing Stardew Valley a ton as well. Stardew Valley is number eighteen. But there you go. Okay. So, so going from one to ten, just to just to name the games for for view for the listeners, we've got CS:GO with a, one million, Dota Two with four hundred sixty thousand. Valheim with 273,000, Apex with 134,000, PUBG with 20, 125,000, Rust very close behind with 124,000, TF2 with 87, Rocket League with 83, Destiny with 80, and then we've got um, Grand Theft Auto 5 with 78k. Wow. Yeah. Gaming very popular though. It's crazy, man. Like how yeah, many people are playing video games? Though. Yeah. Good question, either. So I've got one prepared as well, but we'll do it next week because we are way out of time. Yeah, we're we're, we're definitely over time. But um... um, but yeah, that was good. Thank you for that. that was... Yeah, no worries, man. I, I like this new trivia segment. It's cool. <laughs> Learning about what the trends in gaming. You know, <laughs> this is it. What's popular with kids these days? You well, know? you know, it's it's important that we stay popular with the fellow kids. Exactly. Um, How well, you... I guess we can wrap it up there. Mm -hmm. um, so this has been the Sunfire Podcast episode twenty-three. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and whatever other social platform I decide to try and get working this week. And you can that's at Sunfire Tavern. TikTok. Uh, TikTok, not yet. And I'm not doing anything with them. Your tweet got no retweets. God damn it. No retweets. God damn it. Um, but you can also you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, we usually post on Monday nights. We're a little bit late this week because we got a bit of a delay last night. Uh, but we will be posting again next week as uh, regularly scheduled. And uh, I guess, that unless there's anything else from you, Ollie, I guess that's all we've got this week. No, that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.